0: Welcome to the Overford podcast. In this episode, Guy and Jason have a chat about the role of experts, looking at everything from the importance of conflict checks and impartiality, through to different types of expert and why training is so important. The team start with a look at the process of appointing a Part 35 expert under the civil procedure rules. Part 35, where do you start? You get an email from a solicitor, we need an expert in quantum. Where would you go? What would you do first? Conflict check. <laughs> yeah, conflict, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never worked for Bob the builder, never worked for Steve the plumber. Within the last five years, maybe? With yeah. Would you look at? Yeah. When's a conflict yeah. to the conflict? It's, there's a list in there. There's a, there's a yeah, the RICS. RICS. Reduced guidance. Yeah. yeah. Guidance notes. If it doesn't feel right, my g- common sense is, if it doesn't. F- if, if, if someone was looking at it thinking Ooh, If it doesn't feel right to you, you, don't you, feel you, you know there's a risk and you can't afford that as an expert can you? No, you don't want to be sat there in front of a man with a curly wig on saying <laughs> why you representing <laughs> your best man. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also some case that deals with like the amount of work you might have had off a particular sort of client. So we um, work for repeat solicitors, but we do we got a number of solicitors we work for, not just one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if, if we're working say for one solicitor for, we're doing all their content, but we do that keeps us busy all the time. Yeah, but, yeah, but we, you've got, got to spread con- the work, yeah. haven't You, yeah, you know, con- you can't have um, a practice giving you fifty percent of your income. No. <laughs> so what's what's a reasonable percentage? Would you say? I think it's twenty. I mean, it's. Yeah, there was um, twenty five percent was was a problem. Yeah. So you've, so you've done your comfort check. They've sent you a bundle. Mm. I kind of think Well, you reviewed it. You can, you see, it's clearly a quantum problem. Well, I think the um, the instructions can develop as well. Yeah. So it might be that you've asked to do one thing, but actually that's not the real thing they want you to do. Because mm. um, cause I had one where and they're saying, well, we want a part thirty five report, but we don't. All oh, well, right. I don't think you want an independent expert. You want someone to make good claim. Yeah, advocate your claim, Which is different. Obviously, you know, it's totally different. Yeah. Yes. And and so I suppose in our role, we've got to go back and be quite firm on those instructions and say, well, actually, I think this is what you want. Mm. And and that's not a part of 35 expert. You You can can call me, if you call me an independent quantum. Mm. Call call me third party Professional. But whether that's, I mean, you've, You've had some recent experience with those types of things, haven't you? Yeah, it's been challenging. Yeah. How do we, you don't, you know, you're advocating the client's position and your instructions said that, mm. still I was criticised for that, still. Yeah. And it was, um, it was, it's it 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 a shame. So you did what you were instructed to do, and you set out clearly in your report. Yeah. There were no, what, uh, what your instruction were. was And that you were, yeah, yeah. There were no, not mm-hmm. acting as an expert witness. it was just, I mean, acting as a I think there is a grey line, isn't there? Like the grey. <laughs> it gets bigger. Fifty, 50 shades of grey. Yeah, it depends who. <laughs> I think it depends on what the adjudicators are. The other side made a big play on it, and we you know mm. it's not independent. And but yeah. the adjudicator didn't like that in the end. Mm. So um, it is what it is. Unfortunately. Mm. Um, well, we've had it in other, other times though when favoured our positions then it's it's just how do we we call it as a quantum report maybe. Rather than a quantum expert, probably well, I think that's, yeah, you do a quantum narrative. You're independent, but you're not. Yeah. And I suppose once you've stepped over that line, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're preparing a claim. You're never going to be independent, are you? Yeah. You know, our class is perceived to be independent, no. as as the rules require. As long as you don't present yourself as that. Yeah. What happens whether say, well, you know, can you provide us a, a quantum assessment based on these schedule defects and oh, whatever? And mm-hmm. Oh, and can you tell us about the program as well? with delay—is there a delay? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, is there a delay? Someone done an analysis? Do they want us to do the analysis? If you're happy doing delay and quantum, do delay and quantum. But if you do, if you're not, if it's too, <coughs> if it's too technical, um, don't. So. Interestingly, I um, i I just was talking to a technical expert, actually. And I'm saying, well, you know, you do all these disciplines in-house. Why then do you have a separate, an external quantum person, an external delay, yeah. and you do the technical? And, you know, it's an area I, you know, I've sort of explored a little bit. And it seems to be that even though you can do all the disciplines as a practice, you're better off separating those and getting another person to do, say, a delay against your you know, quantum, another company because um, I think it, it separates independence quite nicely yeah um, so if you you might be d- appointed on technical different quantum <coughs> and it needs to be a different delay yeah. analyst not under the same same banner maintaining the independence of the experts is important and that uh, is, is paramount and that is that is actually demonstrated by having sep- separate, separate quantum firms. delay and, and separate firms doing that mm. so you know in the big big Claims, you know, why any claim? You know, that you've got half of those separate well, players. I saw a flyer the other day for a firm and they had like, I've never seen so many different experts. <laughs> under it. There must have been 40, 50 different fields of expertise mm. within, under this one banner. It, it's an interesting world, expert work, because it's largely it's, it's unregulated. How do you think you ensure that you're getting the right expert? Mm. I don't know. You know, it's like, well, you know, I'm an expert, but each body's oh. got their each. got their own regulated regulatory body. Maybe they're relying on the RICS to regulate. The surveyors, the REBA to regulate the architect. Yeah, but oh. you don't need specific training necessarily no. to be an expert. Yeah. No. So how do you ensure the quality of the experts? Yes. Yeah. Well, you don't, we've done the RICS. You've got we've done the RICS training. Haven't we, yeah, yeah. And it's how do we, you know, that, that's open to every expert, type of expert. Because on there, there was building surveyors and... Applicants. Yeah, I know, I think it's to do with the report rating. Is, well, obviously, that's, that's, a, that's a massive part of acting as an expert witness. Mm. <coughs> Getting, the, you know, it's a, it's a well-presented report. It deals with all the procedural matters. The CPR, part 35, mm. it's an understanding of that. Yeah, and the consistency. A practice direction, A lot consistency. of consistency yeah Yeah. formal training is really good for experts yeah and that's that's a must if you enter into the world of expert work yeah thank you for tuning into the overford podcast for more information on the work that overford do visit overford.com we look forward to seeing you again soon